those of you who have the KSGF app and you have the notifications activated, Fridays you get a notification that only goes to the KSGF app about a special Godfather's deal. Godfather's, of course, delivers. They have four area locations, Ozark, Nixa, Battlefield, and Springfield. And then that notification is good just for a couple of hours on Friday evenings. It, it changes generally from Friday to Friday. So if you want to take advantage of those deals that, again, are only available um in terms of knowledge, you know, that's the only place that they're posted is with that KSGF notification. I'd make sure you have the app, make sure you have your notification set. And then uh, when you call them, all you have to do is tell them, oh, yeah, I want the, the KSGF uh, or the deal that I saw in the KSGF app. And and then you'll be all set to go. Or, of course, you can get anything you want there. And they, as I mentioned, they do uh, deliver. So something for you to remember. Fantastic pizza. And a thank you to Godfathers for teaming up with us on that. And you can get registered to win a KSGF Godfathers pizza party at KSGF.com. There are numerous signals that we talk about periodically that are the result of, of a breakdown of culture and, and society. Some of them, I would argue, are more obvious than others. People pooping in the streets, beating people with hammers in the streets. The, uh, it just the crime is one of these results that, again, I think most people recognize as a breakdown of a healthy society and culture. There are other results, however, that clearly are less obvious because they are actually embraced by some people. And this is going to be one of these subject matters that some of you may go, oh, I didn't think of that. Wait a minute, do I do that? There was a an opinion piece in uh, Springfield Business Journal, universal free lunches for school children should be a human right. And I want to go through this because it is, it is, you know, this isn't meant to be an attack on the person who wrote it. It, it however, gives us insight into this continued breakdown of our culture and of family to where we have managed to, or a lot of people anyhow, devolve into this belief that we shouldn't even, that somehow it's virtuous not to be a parent to your own child. Some of the very basic fundamental things that instinctually parents are supposed to do, like, you know, make sure that your kids eat, that it is virtuous to not think that that is your responsibility. And we're getting to the point where with, you, you, you know, you take that and schools that increasingly convince parents that they don't know enough to teach their children or to have a say in their education, that we, we are relegating parents, particularly moms, to what the left call birthing people. So essentially, your sole existence when it comes to the continuation of humankind is just to get pregnant and pop out a baby. And after that, you don't need to worry about it whatsoever. That, that is your sole responsibility. 
And this is not healthy at all. Um, in no way, shape, or form. And the reason that I think it's important to talk about is because it seems not only benign, but again, there are people who think that it's virtuous. To absolve oneself of even the most fundamental responsibilities of a parent. First, the latest news update. Good morning, I'm Cutter 10 and Fox 49's Jesse Inman. A trial date is set in the case of a controversial development at the corner of Sunshine and National in Springfield. A group of neighbors in the area are suing to block the development. A trial date is set for January 18th and 19th. The lawsuit concerns 100-year-old deed restrictions in the University Heights neighborhood that neighbors say should prevent developers Be Kind and Merciful LLC from using the property for commercial purposes. The official vacation destination of the Kansas City Chiefs, Branson, is hosting its first community tailgate. That party will be on Wednesday, October 11th, the night before the Chiefs take on the Broncos and will be at the Branson Ferris Wheel from 5 to 8 p.m., if you do plan on going, you're encouraged to wear red. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. The first alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Showers and storms today, high of 73. More of that tonight with a low of 63. And showers and storms likely tomorrow morning, then mostly sunny, a high of 73. Did you see the White House was asked if Biden had an opinion on whether or not the relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift was real. Like, first off, like Biden has any clue what's going on in the world anyway. Right. He probably doesn't even know Jill Biden's his wife half the time. But I, I can we just stop this? Stop it. Knock just it stop off. it. Stop, stop it. Knock it off. I, knock it off. Let's just quit. Can we all just quit now? I, I, listen, a little extra attention paid to that. Okay. I, I, I can agree to that. I can agree to... A reference during a game. Maybe when some, you know, incredible play occurs and you you go up, which I saw this Ryan Reynolds is up there now. It's just becoming this big celeb fest up there. And you know, granted, it was in New York, and so you've got a collection of some of these high-profile individuals. But it's I just can we stop it? Just please quit it already. I, it's my impression that actual fans don't really want that. I, you know, and that people that are there for the game, that watch it for the game, that is not of interest for the most part. Again, maybe a little. Okay, fine. You mention it. Hey, looky there. Okay, okay, fine. Oh, she's hugging her mom. That's great. <laughs> Stop it. What was it? The the NFL had actually tweeted out. Oh. They referred, the NFL had sent out a tweet referencing the Chiefs' record of 2-0. and And I forgot how they worded it, but essentially saying since Taylor Swift came on the scene, the Chiefs have had, an, uh, and it was quickly deleted, according to one story I saw. I'm guessing because they received some backlash over this insanity. Now this, though, however, I this isn't Kelsey with, uh, Taylor Swift story. Aaron Rodgers calls Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer while talking about Jets' performance against the Chiefs. I saw that. Yeah. This is his new nickname for the Kansas City Chief Chite in. Now, Aaron Rodgers would be uh, the quarterback 
it makes sense that if you're going to pick a quarterback to say something like this, he was the one, of course, that had a tremendous amount of controversy because of his stance with COVID and his refusal to, you know, get the the jab and, you know, people accused him of being dishonest about it, which I never really bought necessarily. I, I think he was being somewhat coy, but I don't think he was being straight up dishonest. He was doing everything he could to m- maybe give an impression that wasn't accurate. But anyhow, that's beside the point. So he's, he's somebody that is much, 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 much more likely and been vocal about his thoughts and skepticism regarding everyone should just trust the government because Fauci says, yeah, get eight of these jabs. And then, of course, Kelsey is being utilized, or he's getting paid, I don't know how much, in order to push the flu shot along with one of the latest COVID shots. And so, yeah, Roger's calling him Mr. Pfizer. Uh, During the weekly appearance on the Pat uh, McAfee show, he was discussing the Jets' loss to the Kansas City Chiefs with Swift in attendance for the second week in a row. Uh, he referred to Kelsey as Mr. Pfizer. Um, he said, there's some sort of moral victory out there that we hung with the champs and that our defense played well, Rogers said about the performance. Kansas City Chief quarterback Patrick Mahomes didn't have a crazy game. And Mr. Pfizer, we shut him down. The fact that it was done so casually uh, almost gives it even more of a sting, I would suggest okay coming up opinion universal free lunches for school children should be a human right encompassed in this what many people would see as just a piece it's like oh yeah that makes sense it is chock full of indications as to where we are going wrong as a society Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you. Well, I have been doing the long-term rental program through Avis, the car rental company, and one of the benefits of the long-term rental program is uh, no vehicle maintenance that you have to worry about. And earlier this week, I had to take my vehicle in to get its first oil change, and I also had a slow leak in one of my tires. And the Avis team, they were phenomenal to work with. They made the process just incredibly simple. I was in and out within like 15 or 20 minutes, and I'm back on the open road again. And so if you are out there and you've heard me talk about the long-term rental program, Avis created this to kind of bridge that gap between buying a vehicle and leasing a vehicle. It's a really good opportunity if you are going to be in the market to purchase a new vehicle soon, but you are wanting to kind of test drive a vehicle a little bit longer before you actually make that commitment. Uh, It's also really great if you are a person who leases your vehicles and you are wanting a little more flexibility. And it is also great if you are a business owner looking to add to your fleet of vehicles. Now, Avis, they have everything from Ford F-250s to Chevy Bolt EVs to even sports cars. So they do have something for every single season, every single lifestyle. Now, if you want more information on the long-term rental program, just swing by the Avis store. It's off of uh, Fort and Sunshine here in Springfield. Speak to Lauren. And of course, you can find all of the contact information for Avis under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. The... Individual that is evidently the editor, digital editor at the Springfield Business Journal has an opinion piece. Universal free lunches for school children should be a human right. Now, I've, by the way, predicted for a very long time that the left will, and they continue to use 
the schools in order to try and essentially create an environment in which parents feel that they should not have to take care of their kids at all. And one of the ways they're going to start doing that is by convincing them they should not even be responsible for the most basic, fundamental responsibility of feeding your kids by promising, you know, oh, we'll take care of the food, the lunch. Don't, it doesn't matter how much money you make. That's not your responsibility. And here we are. Now, just first in the headline, I'm going to read through the piece here. And this isn't, uh, the purpose isn't to criticize the author of the piece because this is a wider problem we have when it comes to people and what they view as loving and caring for their child uh, and the decay of society. And also the complete misunderstanding of what a human right is. The argument that free lunches, which by the way, it's not free, it costs money, free lunches for school children should be a human right. There is a lack of understanding about what a human right is. What I find is that people on the left deem anything that they want a human right. That's essentially what it boils down to. Anything that in, in their world, if, if things were exactly how they wanted them for their convenience, that is a human right. And so for some, the idea of not having to be responsible for feeding your own chil children, that's like, well, that's awesome. That's one last thing I have to worry about, the little brat. Uh, that they're therein becomes a human right because that's what they want. But a human right in reality is it's a, a right that, that you inherently have because you exist and is something that cannot require something of someone else because once you do that, then you are forcing someone else to do something whether they want to or not. So when it comes to the concept of food, for example, you have a human right to eat. That is different, however, from saying that you have a human right to force someone else to be responsible for making sure that you can eat. We have a human right to access medicine. But that doesn't mean that we have a human right to force other people to be responsible for developing it and financially providing it for us. But we have the right to try and get it, to obtain it. If we do obtain it, then to, to utilize it. So a real easy way to tell whether or not something is a human right is, does it require somebody else to do something? And if the answer is yes, then it's not a human right. That conflicts, okay? Because no human being should be forced to do something that they don't want to do. That, that is the opposite of a, of a human right. So if it cancels itself out that way, it's not a human right, okay? Now, he writes, for around six months, I would let an evening phone call go to voicemail every weekday. It was the school district with their daily automated reminder that we owed money for our kids' school lunches. I'll admit to a bit of deviancy here. I had and have the money to pay for their lunches. We had simply forgotten to put money in their account, and at one point in time, our balance was maybe $10 overdrawn. So why not pay that meager balance and stop the phone calls? It's a matter of principle, he says. And it comes amid what I consider to be an unacceptable state of affairs in Missouri and in this country when it comes to basic necessities for children, no less. All right, well, let's evaluate that part. First off, six months? Six months? 
Now, this is difference of opinion and approach. The perspective that is provided here is that it is a matter of principle to dig in heels and not care for your own child. As opposed to what some, and this would be my perspective, which I think is better for an overall society and for a family, the matter of principle would be taking care of your own child, making sure that that was paid, um, doing whatever was necessary in order to make sure that it was taken care of. And then the moment that you realize, and it happens, accident happens, or accidents happen, the, 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 the matter of principle would be to take care of it because this is your child. This perspective, however, is the opposite. The matter of principle is ignoring for six months the phone calls requesting that you be responsible for your own child. The perspective that, uh, quote, I consider to be an unacceptable state of affairs in Missouri in this country when it comes to basic necessities for children, no less, And this is just a fascinating look to me at humanity and the difference in what responsibilities are and what love is when it comes to your own kids. To me, if there is an unacceptable state of affair, it's the fact that we have parents out there who think that this is not their responsibility and that it's unacceptable that they be responsible for feeding their own children. I mean, that to me is crazy. He wrote, perhaps naively, I imagine to myself that my refusal to pay a balance for school lunches will be a noticeable protest in a way that results in change over time. Regardless, the school semester ended, the phone calls stopped. I probably sound jaded and immature, but I've got a bad taste in my mouth. It's likely because news stories about children paying off other kids' school lunch debt are fairly regular and often presented in a motivational way. There's nothing motivational about a child working to pay off the debt of another child. Now, again, this is a fundamental difference in approach. I think that, if we're going to look at this from a virtuous perspective, there are few things that, should, that are as motivational or virtuous as helping people because you choose to, not because you're forced to. The idea that that it is somehow wrong to instill in children compassion and helping other people voluntarily is a bad thing. What, what are we teaching our young people? That 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 is a, a state of a that you should never ever Find yourself in a position where you feel like helping someone else. That isn't to say that you don't try to figure out why it is if there are kids that aren't able or who have parents who aren't uh, able to afford lunch or breakfast or whatever it may be, that that's not a problem that you try to figure out. And you, it would be great if we lived in a world in which no one ever needed help from anyone else. But to say that, it is, that it's bad that there's nothing motivational about teaching a child to help other people in need? There's only hopelessness and a feeling 
like the adults of this country are failing our kids. I would argue the failing our kids again is not instilling that level of love and compassion for other human beings. He writes, it's simply wrong and unethical for food to be a paid service at schools when kids are required by law to be there. There was a time during the COVID-19 pandemic that federal government dollars covered meals for school children, but that policy ended with the pandemic, bringing to light once again the inequities the issues cause the issue causes and showing kids how early how our system can harm people based on class. Thankfully, our state government appears to be warming to the idea for free lunches for children regardless of their parents' income status. Now, so this is where we really get to the source of this. It is reasonable for caring people to discuss and debate what level, especially if kids are forced to go to uh, school. I mean, if even if they don't have to go to school, parents still have to feed them anyhow. So really, whether they're forced to go to school or not, they still have to eat. So actually, that is somewhat re- irrelevant. But I think reasonable people can talk about low, low, low-income kids that otherwise can't afford it, whether or not there should be some sort of taxpayer funding of that. But when you start talking about how it doesn't matter what the parents' income is, you have some multimillionaire, and they also shouldn't, quote, have to feed their own children. This instinct to to separate kids off from their parents in so many different fashions, and this instinct of some parents to want to not have to be responsible for their own child. These are not positive signs. We've got to take a break. We've got a a traffic update, and we'll update you on the weather. And then a few more points I I want to make on this editorial in the Springfield Business Journal that universal free lunches for school children should be a human right. Again, just within that title, there is a lot that is inconsistent and wrong. If you're in the market or going to be in the market for a brand new home and you have not stopped by the new Woodvale developments, there are some great buyer incentives that could benefit you. It's Golden and Weaver, new subdivision there. Aller Building Company, the, I don't want to say the best part, but one of the benefits is they have the, the showroom floor with all of the house into a home things, you know, the the, the color schemes and the cabinets and the flooring and all of that, uh, that oftentimes you just pick out of catalogs or maybe you try to pick it online or you have to go from one place to another. Aller Building Company, they have it all in one location so you can easily uh, craft that or have them do it for you, of course, when they get to that point, making that house a home. So on day one, it is ready for you. That's Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. There is a, from the digital editor, an opinion piece in the Springfield Business Journal, universal free lunches for school children should be a human right. One, there's there's a reason it's a cliche. There's no such thing as a free lunch because there isn't. Even if a person is completely responsible for their own food, let's say they have a garden, And let's say that the garden is generational, so they replant seeds. They're not purchasing anything. There's still the cost of the time and the energy 
and the attention that goes to it. Not, nothing in life is free. And nothing is a human right if it requires somebody else to do something for you. So having government force people to pay for someone else's lunch, that, that in and of itself demonstrates that that system, that's not a human right. Continuing on in the piece, and by the way, this here, once again, is a Republican state in which this is likely to become a reality in which parents are absolved of one of the most basic fundamental uh, responsibilities for their children, and that is feeding them, and Republicans are the one in charge of Missouri that apparently are on the way to making that here the situation in this state. The author of the piece writes, State Representative Brian Seitz, Republican of Branson, is among legislators who have signaled support for universal free lunches, and he even sponsored legislation. However, his bill did not make it past committee in the legislative session earlier this year, according to house.mo.gov. The author says, I applaud Seitz and others for their work on the issue. We also should celebrate the handful of states that have either passed or are in the process of passing legislation to provide, again, the erroneous term, free lunches. According to online reports, less than 10 states have passed legislation, including Missouri neighbor Illinois. Beyond this being a question of ethics, there are clear benefits to program that ensure children eat during the day, the school day. Now, again, yeah, no, I think that there is, if you want to use the term ethics, a question here. It's the ethics of assuming that as a parent, you should not have to care for your own child, that somebody else is responsible for your child. If you don't want to, or if you feel that you should not be responsible for your child, why should somebody else? He notes, take it from the Food Research and Action Center, a Washington, D.C. organization that works to improve the well-being of U.S. residents when it comes to food, especially when poverty is involved. Quote, school lunch is critical to student health and well-being, especially for low-income students, and ensures students have nutrition they need throughout the day to learn, FRAC officials say on the organization's website. Research shows that receiving free or reduced-price school lunch reduces food insecurity, obesity rates, and poor health. Okay, well, that, though, is a separate issue from should parents be responsible for taking care of their own children. I would also note, if we are going to recognize the need to eat, right, what person, what child who one day will be an adult is going to be in a more secure position to feed themselves one who has grown up learning that it is your own or, if you're a child, your parents' responsibility. Or being raised just believing magically that government will be responsible for it. If we've learned anything, what government provides, government can take away. And what we do is we have increasingly trained people to not be knowledgeable in all sorts of things to where if somebody isn't providing it for them, then they're lost and clueless. That's not compassion. 
And that certainly isn't making the future of, uh, you know, the ability to, whether it's provide for yourself or know how to provide for yourself food, that, that doesn't make that more secure. It makes it less secure. Anytime you deny people knowledge, you are putting your potential future in the hands of others. And when that comes, when it comes to the basic fundamental, uh, you know, feeding yourself or your children, and you create generations of people who have no concept of what that is, you just wait for the government to do it for you. Have, have we ever observed historically or even currently what societies look like when it comes to overall hunger, when you have a culture of people who rely on government or others to take care of them in that capacity? You tend to find a lot more hungry people. He writes, one could argue that free food should be a basic human right funded by taxes. Again, if, it, if it's funded by taxes, then it's not a basic human right. But starting with children at school feels like a safer bet. It should go beyond just children whose parents make lower wages. So in other words, he's arguing even the one percenters should uh, force others to pay for their kids to eat. To that end, I would ask legislators and state officials to use their conscience on the issue. What will it take? Well, what will it take for parents to use their conscience in recognizing that these are your children? I don't, I, I know everyone is different. And that doesn't mean that necessarily when you have two different approaches, particularly when it comes to raising your kids, that one is right as opposed to the other, that one is superior as opposed to the other. You know, sometimes you just have varying degrees that, that work in varying ways. So it, it's not this zero-sum situation. But I can't I, – I, we're all raised differently. I can't imagine not wanting – to take care of my child in that capacity. I And I, I actually, and again, everyone's different, find joy in, in some of those things. Whenever I you know, get out the old Traeger grill and I smoke something and you know I provide a, a dinner, I, I make dinner for the entire family, that makes me happy because I'm taking care of, that's part of love, that's part of... And so I admit that my approach to this is somewhat ignorance, not having that parental instinct to just want to feed your own child. Whatever it is, he writes, finally, it doesn't feel at uh, all that controversial. Give us a tax ballot issue. Divert the necessary budget funds. This is about as simple as it gets. Are we really the state? Are we really the country that won't pay for kids' lunches? Now, I would rewrite that. Again, my opposing perspective here. Are we really the state? Are we really the country that is filled with parents who don't want to be responsible for their own child's health and well-being? Is that really who we want to be? Because that is what we're talking about. What's interesting is part of the argument here is how necessary it is for a child's health and well-being, for their physical health, their mental health. 
We really want to be a state filled with parents that say, ah, I shouldn't have to deal with that. Final sentence is universal free lunches for school children are a human right issue and legislation tackling this problem should recognize it's important. This feels like such an easy one to get right. We should do better. And I would argue as parents, a lot of people, yeah, they should do better. I wonder what it is in the, the, the minds of some people. What is it that you think a parent should do? What, what is a parent? If part of parenting is not even being responsible for feeding your own child, then arguably nothing is your responsibility. And a parent is essentially getting relegated to a sperm donor and a birthing person. And once you do that part, don't worry about it. You don't have to do anything else. This, again, I'm very, very critical of this position and stance, one, as a parent, but two, as someone who continues to see the negative impact of separating parents from kids and making parents feel as even these basic fundamentals shouldn't be their responsibility when it comes to their children. But I brought this up not as a criticism of the individual who wrote it, but this is a, a sign of a much, much, much bigger problem that we have in our society. Now, and maybe this piece has been written as a side note, if we really do have such a concern about, now, this is a push for universal, so that means rich, everyone, same lunch, equity sort of thing. But maybe there should be an opinion of peace regarding the Biden administration threatening to withhold funds from underprivileged kids getting lunch and breakfast unless schools force girls to shower, use the locker rooms with, and compete against boys in sports. I mean, if we really have such a grave concern in this capacity, that might be a good starting point. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you. Well, as we move into fall, new home repairs will probably pop up, and that is why you need to have the name of a professional when it comes to home repairs and maintenance, and that's why I recommend my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. Now, Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S, and they specialize in home repairs and maintenance. They can help you out with everything from mold remediation, crawl space repair services, uh, vapor barrier installs, sump pump installs, deck repairs, bathroom remodels, plus so much much more. Now the Beatles team, they have done so much around my house. Um, And in fact, I have a video up at ksgf.com of just some of the amazing repairs that the Beatles team has done over the last couple of years. And uh, plus you get an inside look of the before and after of what my little fixer upper farmhouse looks like. But they continue to come out to my house because they just do great work and I can trust in them and you can trust in them as well. Now you can find all of the contact information for Bruce and the Beatles property maintenance team under the Sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com. So there was another story 
that, amazingly enough, isn't getting a tremendous amount of attention. Over 100 survivors rescued. After 160 arrests made in Northeast Ohio human trafficking sting, including EMTs, nurses, and educators. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost announced Monday the sweeping success of a week-long statewide human trafficking operation aptly named Operation Buyer's Remorse, the operation aimed to arrest individuals attempting to purchase sex and identify survivors of human trafficking. The operation was led by the Southeastern Ohio Human Trafficking Task Force and local law enforcement agencies. Yost said in the press release, law enforcement across Ohio teamed up in a concerted effort to stem the demand that fuels human trafficking. Now remember, the stance of many in the media and the Democrat Party is that this is a QAnon conspiracy, that human trafficking is not really a real thing. This was the position they took, and this is just how psychologically damaged the Democrat Party has become. The Sound of Freedom film that came out highlighting the human trafficking issue in this country. But because conservatives, politically speaking, you you would think all of us would be concerned with human trafficking, right? But the way that the Democrats work today... When it comes to these issues, if if there's anything that Republicans say, hey, this is a problem, they just decide, well, we have to take the opposite position because Republicans are Nazis and you can't agree with Nazis. So by virtue of being a good person, you have to take the opposite position as the Nazis do. And if Republicans who are Nazis say that there's a human trafficking issue, we have to claim that there's not. While some may argue with that assessment, I have yet to have anyone articulate any explanation as to why it is that Democrats continue to go out there and claim that it's some QAnon conspiracy that human trafficking goes on. I mean, you want to talk about people that believe in conspiracy theories? The irony of the whole QAnon deal is the biggest conspiracy theorists are the ones that are constantly acting as if everything is a QAnon conspiracy. Now, this is just this week. There was a story from September 28th. There was a human trafficking bus. This particular story focused on the fact that there were three Disney workers. But three Disney workers, school athletic director, among 219 arrested in Florida human trafficking sting. 219 people arrested. The seven-day undercover operation there earlier in the month led to 44 felonies and 242 misdemeanor charges against dozens of suspects, 35 of whom were suspected of being in the country illegally. This according to Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd during a news conference. Overall, 83 suspects were charged for soliciting prostitution or traveling to the undercover location to negotiate having sex in exchange for money. And so, you know, again, a huge bulk of those are in the country illegally. But, you know, this is just two instances, two press, this isn't any, these are press conferences in which people on law enforcement levels are having, noting the hundreds of people that are getting arrested that are being involved and everywhere from Disney workers to teachers to attorneys, you name it, they're involved in human trafficking. Yet one of the reasons I would argue that this is not getting the national attention it deserves is because it might make conservatives look right. 
look like they're right. And it will make it more difficult for the left to claim human trafficking as some made-up thing from QAnon supporters. Now, Fox News has a, another story regarding the continued attack that staffers, specifically Secret Service agents, are forced to come under uh, by the dogs in the White House, the Biden administration. You know, they had that one they eventually gave up, and then they replaced it with another. This one that we know of has viciously attacked at least 11 separate times different individuals within the White House, largely Secret Service agents. And while to a lot of people this may not seem that significant, this again is the dual justice system we have in this country. Number one, the White House, while the president and his family may reside there, it is a workplace for the people that are being attacked. No one else in this country could have a workplace with those sorts of conditions and and everyone know about it and continue to get away with it. Secondly, Anyone out there who would have a dog just walking through the neighborhood that would attack someone and send them to the hospital has happened a couple of instances, and then it was learned that they've attacked 11, 12, 13 different times, that person would be held accountable. But the Bidens aren't only not held accountable, but they're allowed to continue to let it happen.